Let's continue in prayer. We're talking about a topic, I'll not give my glory to another. And God cannot subject his glory to another thing. The choir will be singing with us that song, Open the eyes of my heart that I'll see you. No, we want to pray this afternoon that the Lord will indeed open the eyes of our hearts. We just want to see Jesus. We just want to see Jesus. The choir, please. I want you to sing that song, reflecting and truly as a prayer, and saying, Lord, for sure, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart.
just open your mouth and just pray that prayer. Let the Lord open the eyes of your hearts. It could be that you do not see anything good around you. It could be that when you check around, there is nothing that seems to be forthcoming. Tonight, open the eyes. Open the eyes. Let the Lord open the eyes of your heart that you can see him for who he is, that you can see his power, that you can encounter him, that you can hear his voice, that you can break through the silence of your life, that the Lord will be able to speak and you'll be able to see, you'll be able to hear, you'll be able to experience his glory, you'll be able to experience his love, you'll be able to experience his goodness, you'll be able to experience his kindness. Allow the Lord to open the eyes of your heart whatever that has seated, that has been seated on your heart let it come out today in the name of Jesus just open the heart to the Lord just allow the Lord to show you what he wants you to see today allow the Lord to open your eyes say Lord open my eyes I want to experience your glory today I want to see you today I want to hear your voice today. I want a mighty visitation today. I am not going to leave this place. Moses prayed that if you do not leave it, go with me. I will not go alone. You cannot walk without his glory. His glory led the children of Israel. In the night, the Lord appeared in a pillar of fire. During the day, the glory of the Lord appeared in the pillar of cloud. And the Lord was able to guide the children of Israel. His glory was in the midst of them. When they were at Mount Sinai, the glory of the Lord filled the mountain. The Lord spoke. The Lord thundered. My Father and my God, tonight I pray. Jesus, I pray that you will thunder. Lord, I pray that you will speak. Lord, I pray that your voice will be heard. Lord, I pray that your power will come down. Lord, I pray that you be exalted. Lord, I pray that we will see you. Lord, I pray that no ear that has ever heard today, Lord, your voice will come with clarity. Lord, that your visitation will come upon your children in the name of Jesus, that Lord, you will not be silent about what you are doing. We desire to see a mighty visitation. We desire to see you on this mountain today. That Lord, you'll fill this mountain with smoke. That you'll fill this mountain with fire. That Lord, you will thunder in this place. That Lord, your voice will come as a mighty wind. That Lord, it will come down. It will blow. And let us hear you, Lord. That sicknesses will be blown. That infirmities will be broken. That pain will be expelled. Even those on the line, that they will experience your glory. Lord, let your glory come down. Let your children see your glory. Let there be an experience, Lord. Let there be an experience, Lord. Let there be a new thing, Lord. Behold, you are coming. Behold your glory. Behold, you are doing a new thing. Behold, your power is in this place. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. What a mighty God we serve. What a wonderful God we serve. 
What a powerful God we serve. Let's just sing that song. Friends, we are going just to worship in that song. That angels bow before him. Heaven and earth bows before him. Friends, let's sing that song because today is a day of victory in your life. Let's just sing that song and worship the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. What just a minute from your heart. We serve. What, what a mighty God we serve. friends, when you confess that there is a mighty God that you serve, be sure he's mighty. Be sure he's powerful in your life. Be sure and have this confidence that the God you serve cannot be compared to any other. Hallelujah. I will not give my glory to another. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah chapter 42, I'll read from verse 5 through 9. Isaiah 42, verse 5 through 9. Thus says God the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread out the earth, and what comes from it, who gives breath to the people in it, and spirit to those who walk in it. I am the Lord. I have called you in righteousness. I will take you by the hand and keep you. I will give you as a covenant for the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes that are blind, to bring out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison, those who sit in darkness. I am the Lord. That is my name. My glory I give to no other. Nor my praise to carve the idols. Behold, the former things have come to pass. And the new things I declare now, before they spring forth, I tell you of them. This is the word of the Lord. I will not give my glory to another. 
The glory of God is displayed in you because you are his creation. The glory of the Lord is his greatness. It is his honor. The glory of the Lord is his beauty. It is his light. The glory of God acknowledges the Lord's supreme strength and our need to acknowledge and serve the Lord. When we talk about the glory of the Lord, we are talking about the greatness of the Lord. We are talking about the beauty of the Lord. We are talking about the honor of the Lord. We are talking about that space where nothing appears before the holiness of God. It is only God and nothing other. The glory of God is the infinite beauty and the greatness of God's manifold perfections. None of us is perfect, but God is perfect. When we talk about the glory of God, we are talking about the manifestation of his character, the manifestation of his worth, the manifestation of his attributes. And all these declare the beauty of the Lord. Many times when the, 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 the bride is entering, they sing this song, beautiful, beautiful. God makes beautiful. I wonder whether the inside of this bride is beautiful. You know, as you walk and the singing goes on, beautiful, beautiful, God makes things beautiful. And everyone sings and, they, and you are moving in your gown. What happens in the following day that the beauty has faded? Let's be careful about the things that we sing. When you're singing beautiful, you're declaring the glory of the Lord. That is why in the past, the white gown was not given to people who had defiled themselves. It was only to be worn by virgins. So that as you sing beautiful, beautiful, the glory of the Lord is being reflected. And that is why here when we teach couples, we tell them the Lord gives you a second chance when you repent. And one of the things that has been very difficult is to tell the couples that right now, you are going to separate until you meet in church. They look at each other like this and they are wondering, is this possible? Friends, many times we exclude, we exclude ourselves from the glory of the Lord. So the perfection, the greatness, the beauty that we see, that is the glory of God. And when he says, I am the Lord and that is my name. It's like someone standing before you and he's telling you, I am so and so and I am your father. Whether you look around, whether you do a DNA, there is no other father that is going to appear. I am your father. Full stop. You can go and look for uncles, you can go and look for whichever families, but at the end of the day, you'll come back to your father because he is your father. God is introducing himself in a very wonderful way. I am 
the Lord, I am Yahweh, I am the mighty God, I am the almighty God, and that is my name. I do not share my glory with any other. I do not share my glory. And friends, if the glory of God is being reflected in you, <clears throat> how come that we are sharing the glory of God with the things that do not matter? The things that do not make sense that you share the glory of the Lord that is in you. He says, I give no other, no my praise to carved idols. I do not give my praise to carved idols. God is speaking in a totally idolatrous season where idolatry has taken over the lives of the children of Israel. And they are all looking at so many things that look like God. But God is looking them into the face and assuring them that whether you raise up carved idols, I will never share my glory with any of them. I do not. I am distinct. I am alone. And there is no other. Whether you have constructed whatever human images, I do not share my glory with another. Friends, Lucifer tried to share the glory of God. When you read Isaiah chapter 14, verse 14, he says, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Where did Lucifer end? And what is his destiny? You can read the word of God. You know the destiny of Lucifer. After raising up his head and declaring himself that I will make myself like the most high. I do not share my glory with another. He was held down. I like, I like what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. What happened to Nebuchadnezzar? The Bible says that, I think it is, now, it is in chapter 6 of, uh, chapter 4 um, of the book of Daniel. He says, 12 months later, as the king was walking on the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, he said, is not this great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty? You know, the king is walking at the top of his house. You know, these days the Lord has blessed us. You can move on the top of the roof. This afternoon we went for a fellowship somewhere and we are worshiping at the top of the roof. And we could see the display of the glory of God. And it was amazing. So Nebuchadnezzar found himself in that scenario. And he looked up and he said, is not this the great Babylon, my city? It's like, isn't it me who has constructed Babylon? Isn't this my territory? And he celebrated. And he said, wow, I have built as a royal residence by my mighty power. For the glory of my Majesty, listen to what happens. 
even as the words were on his lips, a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken away from you. You will be driven from people and you live in the wild with wild animals. You will eat grass like the ox. Seven times will pass by you until you acknowledge that the Most High is the sovereign over all the kingdoms. You know, friends, many of us are suffering certain situations because we took authority and we have never declared that authority back to God. There are times, there are so many times when God has given us things and the moment you hold them in your hands, you begin to say, God, isn't it that I got a first class degree? Am I not a child of a minister? Don't I deserve this? And you begin to declare your kingdom. Before you know it, a voice from heaven dawns and reminds you that whatever that you are declaring is being taken away from you until you submit and say you are the Lord Almighty. And that is all that the Lord requires of you, friends. Many of us are suffering circumstances because we have refused. Even in our trying moments, we are still saying, so and so chased me, so and so chased me. It is this one who betrayed me. It is this one who did it to me. It is so, you are pointing fingers, but you have never realized that at the moment when you thought you were at the peak of things, the voice from heaven made a declaration that from now on, your kingdom has been taken away. I pray that someone today will remember that at some time the Lord lifted you and you forgot that he had lifted you and you thought that you had lifted yourself. I pray that today you will discover where you lost it that you can be able to pick it up from here. And today you can begin a new journey. Hallelujah. And this is what he said. That until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and gives them to anyone he wishes, praise the Lord. He picks it from another and gives it to someone whom he wishes. And that is why you begin to ask, has this one become an Illuminati? Where did they get the money? How on earth can they drive that car? How is it that they are sleeping in that house? How is it that this is happening? But they were there groaning on the road like Lazarus, eating from the crumbs that fell from your table. And the Lord was watching. And the Lord did not take them like he took the poor man to heaven. The Lord just raised them from the dust and put them in the house. And so you begin to wonder, you begin to go to witchcraft, they must come down. How can they also eat on me? How can they do everything? You begin to make noise, and yet your glory, the Lord took it away and gave it to the one who never deserved the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you ever seen people they call? You are sitting in your house, and someone calls you and says, there is a job here. And then you walk, you even don't know, you even don't have a shirt to put on. And then you walk there. Walking there, they tell you, 
there was this job here and I thought about you. And then you, and then you, you don't know what to do. You have nothing in your head because you, you don't think that they are saying the truth. Now you begin to think, me, or you called another. You get it? You begin to wonder whether it is another person or it is you. And someone says, actually, I know that you can do this job. And uh, because I know you, you are not even going to do the interviews. You get it? This is your job. Come tomorrow for your appointment later. And you go the following day for the appointment later. And when you get the appointment later, it has benefits that you have never dreamt about. You went walking on foot, but you are coming back with a driver in a car that you have never dreamt sitting in. Because somewhere, someone was given glory and they threw it away and the Lord brought it and gave it to where it was deserving. Hallelujah. I pray that when the Lord does that, you never forget that it is the Lord. The Lord never says something which is not going to happen. It's going to happen to someone. And when it happens, never forget that it is the Lord. Nebuchadnezzar jumped into the glory of the Lord. There is a famous woman called Jezebel. Jezebel is a woman who was a terror. He took the glory of his husband and he really took authority of the husband to the extent, to the extent that when the husband was still wondering, what am I going to do? Jezebel said, my husband, stop being so foolish. You were king. Can you sleep and begin groaning in bed when things can happen? It took no time. The owner of the vineyard was dead, and he said, Now get up, my husband, go take over the vineyard. And they took over the vineyard, and there was a prophecy. And the prophecy came to be fulfilled to Jezebel in 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 30 to 37. Listen how Jezebel died. And he died, he was thrown down through the window by the eunuchs. And when she was thrown down, they went to bury her. But when they went out to bury her, they found nothing except her skull, her feet, and her hands. They went back and told Jehu, who said, This is the word of the Lord, that he spoke through his servant Elijah the Tishbite. On the plot on the ground at Jezreel, dogs will devour Jezebel's flesh. The word of the Lord. Jezebel's body will be like a dung on the ground in the plot at Jezreel so that no one will be able to say, this is Jezebel. That you will be forgotten. There are some of us, if we do not repent and turn away from sin, nobody will ever say that this is so and so, because you will be forgotten. 
friends that this encounter the Lord can turn a Jezebel into a woman of God the Lord can transform a Jezebel so that whatever that has been declared upon you will end today praise the Lord Jesus gives us the opportunity to turn to him I want to give us one more example in the New Testament Acts chapter 12 verse 21 through 23 on an appointed day Herod put on his royal robes took his seat upon the throne and delivered an oration to them and the people were shouting the voice of a God and not of a man immediately an angel of the Lord struck him down because he did not give God the glory and he was eaten by worms and breathed his last you know friends he was eaten by worms you cannot die and you are immediately eaten by worms I pray that none of us takes the glory of God and that is why friends many times we make we make the men and the women of God sound like God the woman of God is coming to speak to us you get it you make it sound like God and that is why in one way or the other even the gifts that God has put on us if I rise up in the image of that woman of God I rise up in my glory and not the glory of God I would rather retain the glory of God and be the Rebecca you get it? Yes. And retain the glory of God so that I will declare the glory of God and not my glory. Because my glory takes me nowhere. It fades. But the glory of God lasts forever. From eternity to eternity, the Lord is glorified. So let us not take and let us not glorify the men of God and the women of God and forget the glory of God. We are servants of God. Hallelujah. We are servants of God. And we need to reflect the service of the Lord from within so that the glory of God can be displayed. Hallelujah. We need to display that glory, but that glory comes because we are humble. Friends, there is a humiliation when we try to compare ourselves with God. There is a humiliation when we begin to think that we have it all. There is a humiliation when we think the world belongs to me. There is humiliation. I want us to understand that everything belongs to God. God owns it all. He does you do not own anything. Everything belongs to God. It's just like you can you drive your father's car and you want to to to, to knock people along the road. If your father says get out of my car, what do you have? You get it? And that is the world we live in. I jump into my father's car and I assume this is my car. Go and buy yours. 
You get it? And you become a terror around. Because this is my father's territory, my father's car, my father's farm, my father's everything. My friend, may God have mercy on us. We need to know everything belongs to who? To God. We do not own anything. And because of that, there is humiliation. What are some of the reasons that God deserves the glory? God deserves the glory because he created the entire universe out of nothing but his own breath. Speaking things into existence. And therefore, he deserves the glory. The entire universe. Friends, when you read Psalm 139, my favorite psalm, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Created in the image of God. You just look like God. Whether your big head is big, whether it is small, whether you have twisted legs, whether you have that or whatever, you just look like a God. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, you are created in the image of God. Whether someone looks at you and says, look at their eyes. He said, my eyes actually look like God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, many of us get so stressed because people have told us we are ugly. <laughs> Just know that you are not ugly because God is not ugly. Even when you look in the mirror every day, remind yourself, wow, I can see the glory of God because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You're made in the image of God. So people who waste time abusing others, look at the way they are. When I look at them, I want to vomit. When I look at them, I don't know what I want to do. You are wasting your time. They are created in the image of God. You are actually abusing God. My daughter might be here. No, she knows sometimes I talk about them. <laughs> when she was a little girl, everybody said, you look like daddy. And so one day someone came and said, look at you, look at her head. And she turned around and said, how can you abuse daddy? You have abused the daddy. I'm going to report you to daddy. And I want to assure you, she silenced everyone. Nobody ever abused her. You don't abuse me, you have abused who? Daddy. How can you abuse daddy? So friends, if you abuse someone, you're actually abusing God. You are saying, God, what happened to you when you made this head? You get it? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And so because God is the creator, God created and therefore he deserves the glory. I like it in Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. He says, worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things and by your will they existed and they were created. Everything including you, including your children, including your animals, and everything that was created. And when God created, he named everything, and he knows everything by name. Hallelujah. Amen. He knows my name. Hallelujah. What a powerful God that we serve. God is all-knowing. God is all-powerful. He is I am who I am. He existed before everything else existed. 
Blessed and only sovereign God, when you lead in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15 to 16, he says, blessed and, and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in an approachable light, who no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. That is the only one you can never, even if you are in a kingdom that is powerful, you can never be called the king of kings. There is only one who is the king of kings, and that is God. And therefore, he cannot share his glory. He cannot share his glory. His glory is above. God is perfect, and so are his ways. Listen to what he says in Isaiah 55, 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. And my thoughts than your thoughts. That is God. You know, sometimes you share the gospel with someone and someone is looking at you from the head to the toe. And they are thinking you actually don't know what you are saying. And you know, I remind them that, you know, I am sharing the gospel because I'm standing in the power of the one whose thoughts are higher than my thoughts and his ways are higher than mine and they are actually higher than yours. Praise the Lord. And that is why he deserves the glory. He's all-knowing. He's perfect in all his ways. And because he's higher, no human being has a right to boast in the presence of God. Praise the Lord. You cannot boast. You can only say, Lord, I am sorry. The Baganda say, go see you see, but they say who sees it before the king. <laughs> well, God says, I mean, Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 28 to 29, that God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. You know, many times you think, it should be me. Have you ever seen people when they are going to announce some people, someone, every time they want to mention the name, they want to stand up. Every time they want to mention the name, they want to stand up. And all of a sudden, the first three names are mentioned and they are not mentioned. And then they walk away and they say, what happened? <laughs> what happened? You were not among the first three. You get it? But some people want to, you know, you want always to be glorified. But God chooses the things that are not to ashamed those that are. If you think you are, then God is going to surprise you. And he says he does that so that no one may boast. He does that so that no one may boast. Friends, my dear friends, brothers and sisters, I want just to remind us that when the glory of the Lord appears, things change. And I want to bring us to the story of a man called Job. I want to encourage us to read that story, Job chapter 42. 
Job had complained. The many things had happened. Job was in pain. And now Job was asking God so many questions. And the whole of chapter 41, God is asking Job questions. God asked Job, Job questions and Job could not answer any. In chapter 42, Job said, answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Who is this that hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore, I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Hear and I will speak. I will question you and you will make it known to me. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear. But now my eyes see you. Therefore I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. When the glory of God appears, there is a level of humility. There is a level of brokenness. Job is saying, I heard about you, God, but now my eyes have seen you. That's why I started with that song, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. And that is my prayer for us today, friends, that we are going to see God today. Job said, therefore, I despise myself and repent in the dusty and ashes. The glory of God cannot be sustained in a dirty vessel. The glory of God is a declaration of his holiness, of his power, of his glory. The glory of the Lord cannot dwell in a place that is not clean. Job saw the glory of the Lord. He saw the greatness of the Lord. When the glory of the Lord appears, there is repentance. And the glory of the Lord brings restoration. What happened next? You know that the friends of Job had really trampled Job. They had reminded them, Job, that you were a sinner. They had told Job whatever they want to tell him. But now, God in his anger turns to the friends of Job. After the Lord has spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temite, my anger burns against you and against your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has done. When the glory of the Lord appears, you do not have to rebuke your enemies. The Lord rebukes them. The Lord himself rebukes your enemies. You know, many times we waste a lot of time. Today they are going to see me. They are going to know me. Who are you? But when you humble yourself before the Lord, the Lord rebukes your enemies. And he even asks them to come and bow before you. Listen to what he said. He rebuked my anger bands against you and against your two friends for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job. Now therefore take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job up, up and offer up a burnt offering for your selves. 
He's telling them, go, walk and go to my servant Job and repent. Praise the Lord. That is what the Lord does. When his glory comes down, the Lord changes situations. Your enemy submits. Hallelujah. Today, I want you to raise the prayer and say, God, let my enemy submit. You might not know them. Some of them, you might know them. But today, you are declaring that let the enemy submit. But that depends on your humility and submission to the Lord. Now, after that submission, after that sacrifice had been offered, and the Lord restored the fortunes of Job, when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Hallelujah. When the glory of the Lord appears, the Lord restores your fortunes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just stand up. Just stand up and begin to rise up your voice to the Lord. Just rise up and begin to speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. If the Lord is reminding you that there is something that you have done that needs brokenness, if you've taken away the glory of the Lord because of who you are and you have claimed to be greater, if you've uttered any statement against the Lord most high. Just submit before him. Submit before him in repentance and brokenness. Open your heart to the Lord this evening. Open your heart to the Lord and declare to the Lord if there is something the Lord has convicted you. If you've been up and above. If you've been greater. If you've doubted his power. If you've not realized that he's a mighty God. If you've not realized he's a glorious God, if you have withheld something from him, if your life has been contained, if you have lived in arrogance and pride, if you have been walking at the top of the roof and claiming everything to be yours, the Lord Jesus rebuked Satan as he was telling him to worship, to kneel down and worship him, to do that he was reminding him that he's going to give him all the territories. The Lord rebuked Satan and told him, worship the Lord alone. He is there something you are worshipping? Is there something you are trading on? Is there something the Lord is pointing at? Is there something that needs to change in your life? Submit to the Lord. Job said, now that my eyes have seen you, I bow down. I repent in dust and ashes. I declare that I am nothing. <clears throat> Job literally was telling God that he's nothing. Job was telling God I have done, I've done evil. The Job was telling God that I am wicked. Job was saying God forgive me. Friends you can tell God now whatever that has held your destiny. Maybe it is repentance. Maybe it is that grandmother whom you have never forgiven. Maybe you have never released. Maybe it is that friend that you told you will never be. Maybe it is the jealousy that you are carrying in your heart, that you have told others that you are so and so. When you see someone progressing, the jealousy rises up, the anger rises up, the grief rises up. You feel like strangling them. You do not want anyone to prosper. You want prosperity to be yours. Just break down in repentance. 
just take over and just say ask God to forgive you ask the Lord to take over your life 